Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore, and today I'm going to be doing part three of my mini-series on how I saved £40,000 and my favourite top tips to help you get started saving and grow your own savings. So let's go. Now, this episode is specifically going to be focused all on understanding your own self-image and the impact that that actually has on growing your money, because let me tell you it is a big and important one so I was a very delusional 19 year old right I came from a family you know we didn't we weren't rolling money I my friends were all at uni and I went and got my first full-time job as you all know and I was like yeah Hans I'm gonna say 15,000 pounds that's absolutely no problem at all and I honestly there wasn't really an ounce of doubt in my mind that I would get there now if you ask me what was it that made me believe it so much I do not fucking know I just had this like feeling in my gut I was like I know that I'm gonna be able to do it like if I put my mind to this I can actually 100% do it so that that was great right I viewed myself as a saver from the get-go. I viewed myself as someone who was good with money and was going to reach that goal. And that helped so much with my behavior and my actions. And that's what we're going to get into. So I want to ask you, when I say, how do you feel you handle your own money? Do you feel that you are a saver or a spender? Do you feel that you are someone who manages their money well? And how do you view your own relationship with money. Now, if your answer to these questions is like, no, I'm shit with money. I think I'm awful at managing it. I'm a spender or saver. I don't truly think I can save money. The goals that I have a bit too big, too scary, too expensive. This is going to hold you back from saving money in so many ways. So the key thing is to change how you view yourself and how you view your relationship with money and with saving. Now, a quote that I love by a guy called Dr. Maxwell, I can't say his last name, Maxwell Maltx, it's M-A-L-T-X, Maltx, maybe. But I love it, right? So it's the self-image is the key to human personality and human behavior. Change the self-image and you change the personality and the behavior. So basically what he's saying in a nutshell is the way that you view yourself is going to have an impact on what you then create and achieve. So how do we change our self-image? Now, the exciting part of this is that 
what comes in is the uniquely human ability to reprogram ourselves and our brains by experiencing imaginary events as if they were real. Now, anyone that's actually ever been to see a good like stage hypnotist, you will know that the mind cannot physiologically distinguish distinguish between imagination from reality. Now, if you haven't seen a hypnotist, you don't have to have because we can do a test right now whereby, I don't know if I've actually done this on another episode, but where you basically, um, if, if I was to say to you, right, imagine you have a lemon in your hand and you roll the lemon round and it feels all juicy and cold and fresh and you squeeze it in your hand and it's all lemony and citrusy and you get a knife and you cut it open and you can just, oh, it's all yellow and juicy and then you take your tongue and you lick the lemon like a big fat juicy lick. Now really what's going to happen is like it's happening to me right now. You're going to get a salivary mouth. Your mouth's going to go like, you know, that tangy thing when you get, when you lick a lemon, because your mind does not know the difference between the two. It doesn't know the difference between what's happening in our heads and what's happening in real life. And it creates a physiological response from your imagination, which is absolutely mental. And I'm sure unless some of you happen to be listening to this whilst you actually have a lemon and that's unfortunate because the <laughs> experiment technically doesn't work but for those of you that that started you know getting like a tangy mouth and like spitty mouth you literally created that from your mind from your imagination how fucking crazy the power. Now, the difference between us as humans and all other like species and mammals and animals out there, right, is we have the ability to use our imagination and create visions in our head to convince our brains that something is so real that we actually end up acting in alignment with the image that we have created in our heads. So therefore creating our own future. And this is why visualization works so well. And the, this is where the power of self-image is so important because the way that we view ourselves, what we think we are capable of is going to have a direct impact on what we then do. If you see yourself and you label yourself as someone who is a spender, you are just going to lean into that behavior and you will use it as an excuse. You'll be like, well, I'm a spender. I've always been a spender. And humans love labeling ourselves right you're you're either vegan pescatarian or this or that like you can't just have you can't just be how you are right but actually labels sometimes can really help and but they can also they can be a hindrance and a help so it's like how do we use this to our advantage now if we rewind 10 years back to when I was 19 years old which actually I can't believe that was 10 years old. 10 years old? <laughs> I can't believe that that was 10 years ago. I've actually been out of education, the education system now for like 11 years. And that absolutely blows my mind. Like I did my A-levels. The last exam I ever had to take was literally 11 years ago when I did my A-levels. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, that was the sideline. So if we rewind 10 years ago to 19-year-old me, I did not realise that what I was doing was rewriting my subconscious and setting it up for success. I was imagining myself as someone who had already saved all of that money. I would sit at work and daydream 
sorry to my boss if he is listening to this, <laughs> but I would imagine myself at drama school. I would imagine myself as someone who had already saved the £15,000 and I made it feel so real in my body. And at that time, I did not realise that I was quite literally setting myself up for success, but I was also changing my self-image. I told myself, con- my subconscious that I was capable of saving that money, that it was possible for me. And what I will say to you is once you have decided what you are saving for, whether that is a specific goal or more of a lifestyle you are trying to create for yourself, I honestly want you to think about that as often as possible. Visualize yourself as that person who already has what you want. Uh, So for example, right, let's say you're trying to save for a house deposit. You want to visualize yourself in this stun house. Like you're running around the rooms, dancing, maybe you're baking cookies in the kitchen. Maybe you're lying in your bed with a candle on. You're walking up to the house, opening the door. You've bought it. You've got the deposit. You fucking made it happen. Visualize it. Imagine it. Imagine yourself as someone who deserves to own their own home, as someone who deserves to have a property exactly how you want it. Let's say you're saving to travel. I want you to imagine yourself on that fucking beach in your cute little bikini, like sat there, sunbathing, watching people swim. Sounds a bit creepy. Um, or like hiking up a mountain. You've got your little backpack on. You have a group of friends. Maybe the sun's rising and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Or if you are, let's just say you're saving because you're fed up or feeling so stressed about money and you just want some financial security, then imagine yourself a day in the life of what your life will be like when all of this money is saved. How are you going to feel? What's going to, how, how, what's your day going to look like? When you wake up, what are you going to do? What's going to be the general feeling? What's your day going to look like? And right now, and this is important, you do not need to know the how. You don't need to know exactly how you're going to get there, but you just need to imagine it as real. And you need to convince your brain that you are capable of the thing that you actually want. That is the key thing right? You have to actually visualize that it is possible for you because I think it's really important in life to have expanders and role models and people that you look up to, people's lives that you look at and you go, oh, I want that. Because the good thing is, is if you see someone else that physically has it in the now, in the present physical world, you go, well, if they can have it, I can have it because that means that that thing is possible. But then the one step over and above that is going, I I need to imagine me with that. I need to visualize myself in that picture, not just someone else. And that is A, the power of visualization. Not only is it going to get you so fucking excited about what it is that you're doing, but you're going to convince yourself that you, yes, you are the one who can have that thing. Now, the other part of this about changing your self-image is you need to look at the way that you talk to yourself. This is really important because I think sometimes we don't, we, it's hard to differentiate our true authentic, like self at our core, what what is saying, what we truly believe in, what we know to be true versus that, that inner critic in our head, our ego that talks to us and says mean things. Like I want you to say, ask yourself, what does that voice in your head always say to you? And I'm sure as this episode has gone on, there's probably been things that I've said to you or that I've said, like questions that I've asked or things that I've said. And you've probably had thoughts pop in, which are like, you can't have that though. 
yeah, but that's not for you. That's for everyone else. That's for not, that's not for people like you. Or, oh, you have this goal, but do you really think you can get there? You're not clever enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. Whatever that is, that is your inner critic, that inner voice that is constantly fucking you over. Now it's there for a reason, right? Because it's trying to keep us safe. So cute. So nice. How lovely. But it's not going to help us reach our goals and get to where we want to be. Now, some will have a voice that is stronger than others for so many different reasons, okay? It doesn't make you a worse, a weak, a bad, or whatever person if your inner critic voice is is stronger and louder than others. It's more about what you do with this, right? So it's the classic case of when you hear that negative self-talk, ask yourself, would I talk to a friend like this? No, is the answer. And if you would talk to a friend like that, then you really need to do some looking in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I being so mean to people? Because kindness conquers all. And the key thing here is you want to really just invite in some self-compassion for yourself, for your mistakes, for your flaws. And as you try and learn, as you learn to grow your money, um, practice mindful spending, learn to invest, you have to allow yourself the space for trial and error. It's so important because if you don't feel that you are safe within your own body and your own mind to try things and make mistakes, and you're so scared of failure, you are never going to take any risks. And a lot of the stuff that you want really is on the other side of fear. So it is so important to be able to go out there and try and be okay with failing, but going at yourself with compassion and non-judgment. Now, what you want to do is reframe that voice in your head and say, thank you so much for supporting me so far. But in this moment, I am safe. I am okay. And I'm going after what I want, honey. And you could even try to name that voice in your head. I read a really cool book um, by a lady named Tara Moore. And I think it was called Playing Playing Big. Um, for women who want to speak up, stand out and lead a practical guide for brilliant women like you. And it's an amazing book. And she talks about naming your inner critic, like give it a name. Is that voice in your head, a parent, an old teacher, a boss, a friend? Is it some random little fucking gremlin? Is it like, who is it? It might be someone, you know, a familiar voice, or it might be some, it might be something random give it a name. What do they look like? Is it like, you know, some old little grizzly troll? Is it like a big scary man? Like name them, personify them, give them a a name, a voice, a face, all of that kind of stuff. And that will help you to separate it from yourself. It'll help you to not identify that voice as yourself. Because what we know is that we are not our thoughts. Our thoughts actually happen to us. So whilst we might be able to control the thoughts that pop in, sorry, whilst we're not able to control the thoughts that pop in, we can control what we do with those thoughts. That's the key thing. And really starting to understand that is going to be helpful. Now, I can imagine I'm going to give an example, right, where... And I'm sure other people have probably had this before as well. I've had it before, right? Where I'm walking down the street and I see someone and a thought will pop into my head. That's like really mean. It'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe she's wearing that. Or, oh my God, she's brave for that outfit. I don't know, something something like that. And then literally straight after, I'm like, oh my God, what a fucking horrible thought. Why did that pop into my head? 
But the key thing here is I don't shame myself. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm such an awful person because that thought that popped in is just my ego. It's not what I actually truly believe at my core. And then straight after that, I'll be like, no, fuck that. You go queen, you wear what you want. Now, obviously this has all happened in my head so no one can actually like hear me, but I'm not afraid that it makes me a bad person because I don't act on that thought. What would be shitty would be if I acted on that thought and... Well, I don't know, I was mean to them or I like was giving them disapproving looks or I like showered something at them across the street. Like obviously that is not me because I am a kind person. But we've all been there, right? Where we've had a thought that pops in and we go, oh my God, like that was weird or that was mean or that was, I don't know, horrible or whatever. You even do it to yourself. Like when you have a thought, when you maybe look in the mirror and you go, Ugh, I look so blah, blah, blah. Oh, I look so ugly today. Oh, I look so fat today. And then the other voice goes, oh my God, don't talk to yourself like that. Don't do that. Now, it's all about the reaction to that thought. And this is where people go wrong in meditation because you don't, it's not about trying to stop the thoughts. It's actually just about simply allowing the thoughts to pop in, watching them, observing them and choosing to not react to them. Because when a thought comes in, if you ruminate on it or go thinking about that thought, it makes you think other things and have like a uh, thought spiral, right? And if you believe it, your brain is going to come at you with more of those thoughts. And that's how you can lose an hour to sitting and thinking and being all anxious or worried or whatever that is, because you're allowing your thoughts to take over. And the thing is, right, our thoughts lie to us all the time. So fucking rude. So example, and this happens to me all the fucking time because I obviously have an anxious attachment style, but how many times have you been worried that someone, a really good friend is annoyed at you and you've texted them and maybe they haven't replied. They've read it and ignored it or they haven't answered, but you've seen that they've been online. You've seen they've been on Instagram and your brain is like, oh my God, they hate you. Oh my God, they're so annoyed at you. Oh my God, they don't want to be your friend anymore. And you're like, oh shit, yeah, they actually don't. And you start thinking, oh my God, it must've been when I said this. Or maybe she's like, thought, th- you know, wh-. and your brain starts going crazy and you you believe it. You're literally in it and you're like, oh my God. And maybe you get like heart palpitations. You get a bit worried. You can't concentrate because you're listening to that thought and you're running with it. You're letting that thought be true. And then suddenly out of the blue, you get a text and they're like, oh, hey, Han, sorry. Um, was so busy this morning, like bumped into Sharon on the way to the supermarket. And then we went for a coffee. And then suddenly you're like, oh my God, your brain, your thoughts go, oh my God, told you they weren't annoyed. Oh yeah, knew it. No, you hadn't done anything wrong. And you're like, oh, hang on a minute. Well, that's not what you were saying to me a minute ago. So our thoughts are constantly lying to us. The ones that pop in that we don't have any choice over in that respect. So you want to put yourself into the driver's seat. You want to start to make a choice to consciously think good things, positive thoughts about yourself, about your capabilities, about your future. And at first, if you haven't been able to do this or if you've struggled with that, it might feel weird at first. And it's going to take some practice. It's going to take some repetition for the go-to thought to be a positive one. Because over time, if you choose to, when a negative thought or whatever thought pops in and you make an active choice to go, that's not how I truly feel. I don't actually believe that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to try and think something positive. And you get involved in moving your body because that is a key, 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 key part of changing your emotions and uh, changing your self-image is moving your body because it's, or it, you know, it releases happy, happy hormones and it makes you feel good. And a lot of emotion and gets trapped in the body and that can create some, you know, negative thoughts. So moving the body is really important. Side note, 
But starting to choose to consciously think, what is it I want to be thinking? What is it that I want my brain to focus on? What is it that I would like to believe? And then you can use your thoughts to change your self-image and quite literally change your future. And the power of thoughts is crazy on your reality, right? Because I have been, there have been times when I have been super skinny. I've got like fucking abs. I am like looking trim and other people would look at me and be like, oh my God, her body is amazing. But in my head, I was like, I feel gross. I don't, I I feel big. I feel sluggish. I don't think I have a very nice body. And then there have been other times where I have been, and I say, I say bigger. I don't mean big, but I just mean like bigger than that, the skinniest I've been, right? Maybe a, a dress size up or whatever. And yet I feel my sexiest. And it's never about how I look in the mirror. It's how I feel on the inside. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I am a queen. I am so sexy. It's not about my body. It's not about the physical side. It's about my thoughts and how I feel about how I look, how I feel and think about how I look and how I feel about myself. And that is the key to changing your self image. And the more that you can do that, and the more that you can do that when it comes to money and understanding what you are capable of and what you are deserving of, you are going to be able to save so much more money because not only are you going to convince yourself that you actually are a saver, so therefore saving is going to be easier. You're going to make better choices with your money. You are going to not dip into your savings. You're also, that feeling of feeling deserving, worthy of money is going to help you to hold on to more. It's going to make you excited and you're going to act in alignment with that version of you that is a saver. And the second you act in alignment with it, you are then that person. So you're not faking it anymore. You're not pretending. You literally have embodied that person. And that is how you create something. That's how you create your future. And that is how you save more. And that is what I did without kind of realizing to save 40,000 pounds. I fully believed I was a saver and then my behavior started to align with it. I then had more evidence to show that I was that person. And it was all about my self-image and what I thought was capable for my life. So it's fucking powerful and important stuff. And this goes for so much more than just saving, but learning to look at your self-image and how you view yourself and what you think you're capable of is going to be life-changing. So yeah, thank you so much for everybody who has listened to this episode. Next week, we're going to be moving on to part four, which is a banger and it's a very it's a bit more of a practical one on how I saved £40,000 so don't forget to tune in and if you've got any thoughts on this please do slide into my DMs drop me an email reach out on LinkedIn whatever feels good and I hope you have an amazing week 